0: I'm joined in studio this wednesday afternoon by annika jensdotter hello annika hello thank you. thank you for coming in to the one two three show today to chat to us and we're chatting about uh dwarfers not dwarfism awareness month down syndrome awareness month there's a lot of months we but were it listing is dwarfism them before it is also month, dwarfism yeah. awareness month we were listing them off before weren't we it's also spina bifida awareness mm-hmm. month blindness awareness uh, month yep. it's, it's world is. mental health month yeah, if you're deaf deafness yeah. awareness month yeah well, okay. there's quite a lot there's a, there's a laundry list mm-hmm. but we're chatting about down syndrome awareness month today yes. and you yourself have a beautiful little girl um, who has mosaic down syndrome yes yes she's five years old now and
1: she has something called mosaic down syndrome which affects one to three percent of
0: people or children that have
1: down syndrome
0: Yes, and now I have I remember reading about this because it's actually really fascinating in terms of the genetics because um, Down syndrome, do you, would you like to do a recap for our listeners, for anyone who's not familiar? Well, would you the, like to do it, maybe? <laughs> um, so it's an extra chromosome? Yes, you can correct me if 23rd, I'm wrong. yeah. So, yes, yeah, so it's a 23rd chrom- chromosome. But when you have, and I'm, I'm sorry if I got this wrong, so if Mosaic Down syndrome, if you looked at every single cell in a person's body not every single cell has the extra chromosome is that correct correct yes okay got it right so at birth electra um we did a blood test the day after
1: she was born because she had almond shaped eyes Mm -hmm. and uh, the doctor was sure she didn't have down syndrome and he said if she does she has mosaic down syndrome i'd never heard about that Mm. Uh, my husband had never even heard about down syndrome wow uh, and it, uh, we had to wait a month, and then we got the test results back. And she had f- 52% of her DNA has a 23rd chromosome. And what the geneticist said was that she will most likely have more of an independent life because of that number. However, mm-hmm. we're not sure where it comes from in her body. So we're right. not sure you know, if it comes from her brain or somewhere else. So we don't really know what that means but it gives us an indication of something and you will know more as she gets older.
0: You have to wait you know. Wow and so what was it, um, not to take you back there, but what was it like to um, to find out about her diagnosis? Uh, Well when I gave birth uh, we almost
1: went in for an emergency c-section so we were gosh yeah mm -hmm. I wasn't dilating and then Last five minutes I fully dilated and had this amazing birth and then got to spend the next 24 hours, maybe 12 hours, cuddling my baby and just so in love. And then the next day I had some friends in the room and some people actually that I didn't know very well. The doctor came in and I actually overheard him tell the nurse that he didn't see Down Syndrome. And I just remember hearing the Down Syndrome. Mm. and turning my head and looking at him and just feeling like it, the world just stood still it was like you know and there were all these people in the room and i i didn't i couldn't understand you know and um and so i overheard it that's how i got the diagnosis or perspe- uh, perceived diagnosis mm. and so they took blood and um, and then I had to wait 30 days. And so for the next 30 days, I would, one day I would wake up and I would look at Electra. That's my daughter's name, Electra. Mm-hmm. I would look at her and I would, I wouldn't see Down syndrome. I wouldn't see the almond shaped eyes. I would just see a baby, you know, and then the next day I would definitely see the Down syndrome. So for 30 days, I went through this like, she has it, she definitely doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I didn't tell anyone about it because I didn't want it to be true.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, Um, so when I, we got the, when we got the results back, um, you know, and my husband was back in Greece, so I was on my own and, um, I remember coming home and walking in the house and telling my mom and she just looked at me like, um, oh, I can just remember her eyes. Like she, she was sad for me, but she knew it wasn't something to be sad about. Mm -hmm. And, um, she went out and bought me this cute little, you know, beautiful little orchid. She, she didn't know what to do. Um, and I remember I just walked in the room and grabbed Electra and just hugged her and um, and then I, I didn't tell anyone because mm. I hadn't told anyone already. She was already a month old, and I think there was just a lot of. Um, I think I felt I felt guilty at that time. I felt like I did something to cause her to not be perfect. Mm. She's not a typical norm, normal, mm. normal like. And um, I felt in some way my body had let her down, and that's a hard pill to swallow as a mother i grew her in my body Hmm. and um so yeah so the first i would say six months were a bit difficult for me i love this child but in a way i was also very um i I was i don't even know what the word is i was just i was struggling Hmm. yeah struggling it wasn't until i moved to hong kong that things changed
0: oh wow and so what was it like um I mean, I can imagine. I mean, I, I know your story well. It's still very, you know, really, uh, you know, I feel it when you tell me it again. Um, but I mean, what what, what did change? Why did you start to see this differently? Uh, the, the thing that
1: really moved the needle for me was meeting a friend when I moved here. I actually didn't know her very well, but I connected with through through the network here special needs network and um, it was the first woman i sat down with and her son i believe it was five at the time with down syndrome and we just talked about what life is like mm-hmm. and i saw this woman who was happy and her son was a joy mm-hmm. and and i think i just some of the fear slipped away because i felt like you know as as parents, we don't know what things are gonna turn out for any of us, but when you have a special needs child, there's a lot of extra fear and worry and concern. Is my child gonna be independent? Are they gonna be um, more like than different? Mm. And she helped me to see all of that, that there was nothing to worry about. And then the more I connected with other mothers and their paths, the more I understood that this is a gift. Mm. And I think the more time I've spent with her the luckier I feel yeah
0: that's amazing and yeah. and I think um, I mean did you had you met people with Down syndrome before your daughter I actually worked with adults with Down syndrome so you had so yeah and I had a best there's an
1: organization called best buddies where you're paired up with um, a, a woman or a man that has special needs and so I was already seeking to connect with this special energy, mm. Mm.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, um, now in Hong Kong, I mean, how this is something that I find that um, people people do with a diagnosis, especially especially Down syndrome. For some reason, it seems to be something that a lot of pregnant women, women who are thinking of conceiving, it it does have this like heaviness to it that people talk about it with this crippling fear. You know, I mean, I've heard so many people. Um, Talk about a down scare where they go and you know, you have your own N O P T tests as part of your prenatal care And then you have a you know, they screen for down syndrome They screen and then you have to watch this if you go to Hong Kong You have to watch a video on that says lovely things like down syndrome children are still cute and you're like and it replays (laughs) again and and again and and again again. and um, you know and you know, it's this thing and this this fear and there's you know it's a fear all the time and I mean have you had any experience with people like that as well that people talk about they've had the down scare they've had a down
1: scare all the time oh people run mm. yeah i um well when when i when i told people about electra in the beginning every i, I would say not everyone maybe most people would ask did you know mm. didn't you take a test and i and it was like implying that i would have aborted her had mm. i known um, I believe I was in Greece at the time and we did, I think we did like the normal one that you do. And I, I'm, yeah. I don't like the one that we're normal. You're doing the, the, massive the, air quotes. The, I can don't typical, totally vouch for
0: these big air quotes. Yes, the typical, there are big air quotes
1: happening. Yeah, The typical uh, check at 12 or 14 weeks, you know, when they check. But I I hadn't even really thought about it because for, for me, I know it's every person's choice, mm. but for me, it wasn't... Um, that wouldn't have made a difference Mm. because this child chose to come to me for a reason and I, i that's what i believe i believe that this lifetime we're supposed to spend together um however i do have there is a colleague that i know that i found out someone that knew me quite well knew electra told me how amazing elector was how lucky i was to be her mother well she got pregnant and she aborted her child because her child had down syndrome i didn't hear this from her i actually heard it on the radio hmm. um and for me when i that uh, that i understand some people maybe feel they're not ready to step up to the plate and there's a lot of fear and concern or they have a vision of what they want their life to look like and their child is going to fit this vision um I'm not really sure, but I can tell you that when I heard that news, I was it, it really it, it it hurt it hurt mm. a lot. I I felt like I mean I know she's not aborting my baby, but it felt mm. like that mm. because I knew her and and I sat in a room with her and we and it just seemed like that just didn't
0: seem right to me. Yeah, yeah, and because I mean I think. I mean, I, I, I've also, I was very, I'm very fortunate. I've also worked with people with Down syndrome in my life. And I think when I, I had a similar experience there. We were told that our our child, my little girl has dwarfism. I've talked about it on radio probably far too many times. And um and, and there was a point where they thought when they were doing my scans when I was pregnant that she may have Down syndrome because she had bowed femur bones, which can be one of the um, prenatal characteristics of a person with Down syndrome. And I remember me and my husband praying that she had Down syndrome because our other alternative was that she was going to die when she was born. So we were so, we were like, oh my goodness, can you imagine if it was just Down syndrome? Can you imagine like how amazing that would be? And so it's, but I I do understand that I I can, but I think it was that feeling for me then hearing quite a lot of negative language around, and you do, you hear a lot of negative language around disability and especially Down syndrome. I mean, Canada has an amazing public service campaign called Anything But Sorry which is about things you should say to someone who's just had a baby with Down syndrome. Anything but sorry. There are so many things you can tell someone who's just brought a life into this world other than the word sorry. But sorry tends to be something a special needs parent hears all the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and and with Down syndrome again. But I mean, the the amazing thing is if you look at the... um, The statistics around families with people with Down syndrome, they're quite incredible that, you know, like over 80 percent, I think it's over 90 percent even of families with a child who has Down syndrome report to have a happy family life. There aren't that many families that say that with typical children. You know, they say I think it's over 90 percent of Down syndrome individuals say that they are happy in who they are in themselves. Yeah, there's very rare to find any other group with that that higher percentage that would say that they are happy with who they are. Incredible, you know. So I think um, I think it's a, it's it's a very interesting it's a very interesting um, concept that people think about Down syndrome with this heaviness. But we're going to come back to it because I think we need a little bit of a song break okay. <laughs> to maybe digest a little bit. There. Okay, Radio Three and Harlem Shuffle. I'm joined in studio this afternoon by Annika Jens. Dotter Jen's daughter I'm really bad at pronouncing names I'm very sorry Um, and we're chatting about Down Syndrome Awareness Month and um, we were just talking before you have a beautiful little girl who has mosaic Down syndrome and you didn't know before you when you were pregnant which is a question that everyone asks all the time did you know Um, but you're saying that wouldn't really have changed your opinion that wouldn't have changed your decision to have your child if you had you had you known probably what you know now. No I think the only thing that would have changed is I would have been
1: Freaked out my whole pregnancy, yeah. And I had a very calm, wonderful pregnancy, so I'm grateful that mm. just because I, I worry about the unknown, mm. I think I would have worried. about I think that's just parenting, isn't well, it? Yeah. <laughs> you do worry
0: about the unknown, yeah.
1: So I, uh, I, I believe that, you yeah,
0: i It worked out well. Mm. And so, um, we there's a lot of. Uh, I mean, we're talking about Down syndrome awareness month. There's a lot more advocacy and people with Down syndrome around the world. Uh, they definitely have a more of a voice now today than they have had at any other point in history. That's for sure. And um, there's, uh, I, we were saying that, but there are some quite, I mean, scare, I mean, scary, if you perceive it to be scary, I perceive it to be scary kind of movements that are looking to eradicate Down syndrome. So, and this is happening, this happens, you know, I mean, they say in Hong Kong, the unofficial, there's an unofficial figure for how many people would choose to terminate a pregnancy with a Down syndrome diagnosis if they knew and that figure is almost a hundred percent. Oh, close to hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I've heard the same. Yeah, and so I mean, is there? You know, how do you, how do you feel about that as the parent of you know? And, and tell us a little bit about Electra. What is Electra like? What does she like? Because she's not just Down syndrome, is she? She's so many more things than.
1: No, chromosome I, counts. I think. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, for anyone, their child is their child. I. Yeah, I think. Well which question do you want me to answer? No. <laughs> whichever
0: whichever you like sorry to ask you several hundred at once. Well
1: the the I mean regarding the eradication and all this um yeah I just I think that you know one of the beautiful things that about our world is that we're all we we all come from different places and we're we're not all the same you know and um I just uh, yeah that that just kind of uh puts um, a rock in my belly mm. um Maybe that's why people are speaking out more now, because they're trying to find their place. And I believe that people with Down syndrome today can have very independent lives. Um, Early intervention is doing amazing things. You know, Mm -hmm. we used to put these children in homes when they were born. They weren't touched. They weren't loved. And they died in their 20s. And they they never had a chance. You Mm -hmm. know, and Electra is five years old, and she's reading. Mm -hmm. She's doing math. She is full of life. She's funny. She is extremely curious and compassionate and she replays the troll soundtrack again and again and <laughs> again and um you know she is the sunshine in our home. You know, and very often when we're out, um you know, you can see that Electra has down syndrome. She doesn't have extremely strong features, but she has some of them and I catch people kind of, you know, when I meet them, they don't know if they should ask, oh, you know, does she have Down syndrome? And some people just say it. Usually it depends where they're from. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the end, it it doesn't really matter. I mean, she's five years old now. I have five years experience now. So
0: I feel that she's just a little girl, Mm -hmm. you know? And would you, Would you? Um, I mean, I often, It's a. It, my daughter's getting to the point now, she's 15 months old, and she's getting to the point where people do notice that she's smaller, she has dwarfism, she's smaller than other children. And it's a lot of people say, oh, you know, um, how would you feel about people talking to you about it? And obviously, I'm, I'm very proud of who she is. I'm very happy to talk to people. Anyone who comes up to me and says, she's a bit small, I will probably too enthusiastically regale them with every single dwarfism fact and anecdote I have in my repertoire. Um, how, how would you like to, what would you like to say to people who are thinking about, just curious about Elektra? Do you, do, would you want people to come and talk to you? Would ask you, me. Yeah. Come yeah. up and ask
1: me. Yeah, I would love to talk about her. Yeah, I would love to spread awareness, I, to reduce the stigma that this is a bad thing, it's mm. a scary thing. Quite the contrary. So, I, I'm more than I'm more than happy.
0: Mm. Yep. And I mean, you talk a little bit about like um, Electra and the prospects for having an independent life in the future. And I think this is an interesting concept when we talk about disability because I think people hold up independence as this really um, like this. It, sometimes it can be held up as this mark of success, yeah. right? If you're independent, yeah, but. I, I really love, um, there's actually an amazing actress called Sally Phillips who did a beautiful documentary called the, A World Without Down Syndrome, her little boy has Down syndrome, and she did this incredible documentary, I actually recommend it, it's on YouTube so you don't even have to pay to watch it, about really yeah. fantastic, and she talks a lot about interdependence and she says, you know, and I think sometimes people have this fear, for, for parents of children with any kind of difference, that what if they can't do everything by themselves? But actually, if we look around at typical lives, very few of us can do everything yeah. by ourselves. <laughs> you know, it's, it's part of part of the human condition is the ability to do things for and with other people. You know, otherwise we would just be born into a cubicle and left there for the rest of our lives. Because why would we need anyone else? So, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting um, mark I think sometimes that people realise that like it's okay if somebody you know if you have a child you need a little bit of extra. you need a bit of extra help you know because we all do with different things yeah you know whether it's because you can't reach a light switch or whether it's because you can't see the sign on the bus that's coming down the road or whatever it is you know there's there's a good reason to 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 lean on one another um but uh but we're just talking a little bit so it's obviously something that it's it's a it's i want to say a hot button topic but with the science now of people being able to we can look at babies in utero and we can tell so many things about them from such an early age from you know just like weeks old we can see all these different things um would you have any words of wisdom or experience to share with anybody who maybe? i mean obviously you know you're totally in love with your daughter and why wouldn't you be she's a delight but um for anyone who was maybe going through some of these things that they'd been down syndrome markers which are all these horrible words they use in DNA testing that was thinking about these things would you have any advice you'd want to share with anyone oh
1: yeah if someone's listening and they've they're on that they're on the the path or they might be on the path i would tell them to just trust in their experience and to know that if a child has come to them that has down syndrome they are going to be the happiest people in their their, their life i mean i can't say you're going to be happy but are gonna you are going to feel so much happiness with this child and your life will change and I I honestly don't think that we know what's good for us but some power does and if these children come to us I just feel like I did something right to have this experience because I couldn't I, I just life just becomes a little extraordinary and um, so I would just... Yeah, I gosh, I would just hope that you would keep the baby to begin with and um watch, you know, you can you can find a lot of videos, people on Instagram, get to know someone that has down syndrome and make a connection and see, you know, mm. the beauty in this path.
0: Beautiful. Yep. And there's support. There is support if you need it. In Hong Kong, there is, there's there's tons tons of support. There are people that you'll find, you'll find a tribe, (laughs) you'll find a tribe. Pretty quick, actually. (laughs) Um, Anywhere that people can uh, follow your story or follow similar stories to you that you'd like to share? Do you have a... I do have an Instagram
1: account called Moms Special Too, and it is for special needs mothers to share their experience and their wisdom with each other and to build community. So anyone that wants to join, love to have you there.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much for your time, Monica. Thank you. That for was having lovely. Me. That was lovely. Um, I feel like I'm not worthy for that interview. I'm feeling quite emotional. Um-